Free Movie Podcast, where I am Mother, I am Tom Chick, and I'm here with Christian Moroskli. I would like to be known as that dozer. And, and with an I am Mother tagline or two, Kelly Wand. Finally a daughter character whose name I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Wand, strong, right out of the gate. Yeah, if that was the good. only tagline, I'd, been ha- I'd be happy with it. But do you have a name? Maybe it should be. What else do you have? Uh, Termuth Nader. And uh, so, wait, wait, what? What? <laughs> you don't get the easy ones. That's what you say. Termuth Nader. Yeah. Like oh. you just put the word M- You put M O T H in the middle of Terminator. I made it a U in my note. <laughs> <laughs> like All right, Let's pretend that one didn't exist. Kelly, Wan, what's a third? Nader. Is that funny to you? Will you get it? <laughs> wait, say it again. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I like this game. Turbuff dater. No, no. Kelly Wan, move on to your third tagline. Stop for... with the M jokes. <laughs> All right. Finally, software that works. Ah, no, no, the Kelly Wan, no, no. See, here, Kelly Wan, that one you have to think about in a good way. Like, that wasn't, that right. was a tagline that makes you stop and think and consider and go, oh, yeah. So, Kelly Wan, I, I tell like myself that, that every silence. Like, That's... oh, that once they think about it, they'll <laughs> see why it's good. Termithnator. Tonight, yeah. Tom going to bed. Go, oh, Termithnator. <laughs> Classic they, Kelly. That's why they call it a way homer. <laughs> and then Dingus does that. It's a sports reference. I don't understand it. Either. Uh, okay. Kelly Wand, are there four I Am Mother taglines? No. We... All right. In let's that just case, stick to the first one and edit all this out. In that case, let's get let's get Dingus in here to tell us the basics without spoilers. Dingus, don't ruin it. A lot of maybe oh uh, little subtle plot points in here. Don't ruin them for anyone. Just give us the <sighs> basics. Oh, shoot. And I'll look up the meta. I totally forgot. I didn't do my homework. So, Dingus, take a while telling us the basics. This week... <sighs> That's how the robot would talk if it wasn't Rose Byrne. Spoiler alert. Kelly, this week we saw I Am Mother. So am it's mother big as hell. Listen to it, Tom. It's is a 2019 Australian science fiction thriller drama Netflix acquired movie about Gertie's wife. It was directed by Grant Sputori with story credit to him and story and screenplay credit to him and story and screenplay credit to Michael Lloyd Green. It stars Rose Byrne. Oh, I love Starlight Express. Uh, uh, it stars Rose Byrne, Clara Rugard, Hillary with one L. As Josh Lublin, our, our writer in one of our writer in says, one L, Hillary Swank. Um, Two Ks. Luke Hawker. And uh, either Chris or Josh said, who the heck is Luke Hawk? Uh, I am Mother. He's the guy who tries to get on the airport in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Um, he's also in another outfit somewhere. I can't remember what. Um, all right. I Am Mother is rated TV 14 for... Um, oh, a new what? system to learn. For moderate violence and gore, mild profanity, and mild, frightening, and intense scenes. 
Now, I, I don't I don't know how you can have a mildly intense scene, but these are some of the uh, these are some of the certifications for TV 14. But that's its length scene. Right. Oh, honey. Yeah. Tom, how's your homework coming on the Metacritic front? Oh, I just it, since it didn't have a theatrical release, I just called up uh, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic real quick. So I'm set. Right. On your oh, phone. No, no, I... Yeah. Wait. No what? cinema score either, by the way. No theatrical release. Makes what? Yeah. See, it breaks the system to do it this way. Spielberg's right, not him. It's the guy who says Netflix movies shouldn't. That's Spielberg. Yeah, you're right. All right. God. All right, uh, Kelly Wand, are there, oh, Dingus, did you explain the, the TVMA justifications? Yes, Kelly Wand, are there other things that are needed in, oh, yeah, in terms of parents being warned? I noticed improper use of The Tonight Show, <laughs> uh, some swank, and moms, it's, uh, similar to last week. Often Shaw also had moms. So I'm noticing that in movies a lot, mm. really, and checking that box, Tom, to let parents know. Uh, I Am Mother did not have a theatrical release, so it didn't make any money uh, in the movie theaters, and therefore didn't get a cinema score rating, but if it had, it would have been a B-. minus. On Rotten Tomatoes, 90% of the reviews are positive. On Metacritic, the site's down, but I'm sure it got a 78 on Metacritic. <laughs> Alright, just to be clear, let's go have, we're, so we're on the internet right now, and you're making up numbers to tell nope. the internet. It's pending until until uh, Metacritic can either confirm or deny. That's what I'm going with. And when they get their act together and put their website up, I can confirm that. You are the closest thing to a real number we have, <laughs> so your data is the best. That's what You're I'm the mother with. of this podcast. Kelly Wand, I need you to Apex explain this. Predator. I need you to explain this movie to me. It's a bit complex. There's a lot going on, yeah, a lot you have to infer. So, Kelly Wand, why don't you detail the events of, of I Am Mother – with an I am synopsis. What would I call such a thing? I am synopsis. I just, I just told you. Yeah. I am synopsis. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you don't People like what I did? Uh, no, I like the simplicity of it. It's like a yeah. cube. Sometimes go simple. Yeah. Go binary. All right. Well, I wrote I am muthsis. I bet you did. Single. You hate that syllable for some reason. <laughs> In taglines and offices titles. I am Upsis. Chris Webb and J-Lor are all boo! <laughs> Some words are all Uno Hawk Repopulation Facility. Building a more crowded robotic dystopia today-ish. Some more words are all Days Without an Apocalypse 1. Embryos 68. Haha. Characters of movie 3. Question mark? Nope. Zero. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> A robot dresses another robot we watch. A girl embryo grows while the mom robot watches that. All the boy embryos are all... <laughs> I know. A timer on Vanessa Kirby's back is all 2359. Oh, uh, just think about Hobbs and Shaw makes me smile. It's like the sun. There you go, little one. It's okay. Well, maybe okay is the wrong word. Mother the robot nurses it by playing it some radio and sanding its face on its chest with a yellow strip. She gets it a teddy bear. Doesn't like it. They hang out on its set. She teaches it ballet like the Pet Cemetery kid and how to watch <laughs> The Tonight Show. 
<laughs> and along the same lines, shows her a plastic squirrel. <laughs> Mother, why aren't there more child extras in this? <laughs> there used to be, before the child extra wars, but you think those sound cool, check these out. Mother shows her her collection of embryo CG. Wow! What? <laughs> as long as I keep them in this mylar, their value will never dip below near mint. Would you like to meet them? Yeah! <laughs> oh, that's what you meant by meeting them? Just sliding out a shelf? <laughs> oh. Why aren't we waking them all up? Eventually. We'll see. We are a family. Beside me, Vin's all. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> He chose this movie instead of Hobbs and Shaw to see for some reason. <laughs> the kid goes through puberty, works on her ballet. One day, she gets annoyed when she sees Mom sunburned her wrist. How long has it been like that? It's fine. It's, I'm programmed to ignore damage to my system. My features. There, I super glued a happy face decal on it. Thank you, daughter. You're already my 19th favorite. I mean, later. <laughs> <laughs> there are five patients and nine doctors. The sixth doctor has a fatal disease. Question, who is the bus driver? Um, Johnny Carson? <laughs> Did you do your reading? Nah. I needed to see the second segment of that Tony Danza interview. <laughs> He's like David Schwimmer, but with surfer hair. Now pretend you're a bus driver who enjoys diseases. What then is the right doctor? <sighs> Do I know these patients? What if they're annoying? You won't believe. <laughs> oh, it's hard to talk normal. You don't believe every human has intrinsic value. I don't know. Who was present during the apocalypse? Mother runs off. Daughter watches an audience applaud <laughs> Steve Martin. Sitting beside Johnny Carson on a couch. She's all, oh, what a golden age that must have been. Hey, mother, do I have any Jack Pars left? One night. Mom, <laughs> check it out. My jar's got a mouse in it. She watches his mother burns it. <laughs> oh, you're sad I did that? Trust me, you'll thank me later. Unless I malfunction and mistake you for a mouse. Stem from upgrades all. I find her voice unrealistic. <laughs> Later. <laughs> so the farmer says, how come that pig has a wooden leg? That was an attempt at humor. Happy birthday, daughter. <laughs> oh, cool. Some pants? You like them? I had to destroy your other clothes because I knew they were your favorite. Mother, what if your measurements are wrong? Daughter, I am a C-cup. Did you see bridesmaids? Ugh, good one, mother. Wow. I mean, why don't you go outside? Daughter, have I ever been wrong before? Well, the wrist issue, not noticing that, and the mouse. Do you like your lettuce? I tried a new recipe. Daughter waits till Bob's asleep, puts on a hazmat suit, and hears thunking through the garage door. I need help. I'm in shock. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's out there? No, it's she Goggins. She tries to open the door. <laughs> I know, because there's more Goggins next week. She tries to open the door. Mother farts awake and runs past us. Then the other direction. I guess she sleeps really far from the door that she never wants open. 
Hi, I'm Hillary Swank. Y'all see the core? I crashed the shuttle into L.A. tar pits. So they said, let's send her to inner space. Yeah, I think you got a few things wrong there. Uh, I need you to put on that suit. I guess we keep one in the airlock for guests. Also, my mom's a crazed robot. Please, I won't make it out of here. I'm shot. She don't need to know. I'll just hide. I'm real quiet. Ow, my wound. <laughs> she farts, setting off alarms and sirens. His mother runs past them in both directions a few times. <laughs> like the T-1000 running. Mother! Oh, hey. Um, I only opened it for a second. I thought I heard farting. Also, I couldn't sleep. Daughter, you've endangered yourself and others in this facility. Others? What? Come, daughter, it's time for your final exam and bus driving, since you can't sleep. Shower and head to class. It'll be a long day. Hillary knocks over a vase full of marbles. <laughs> daughter, did you hear something? No. Hillary, shh. Hillary accidentally lights some fireworks and falls against a car horn. <laughs> Mother scratches her head, then shrugs at us. <laughs> Hillary's all, I'm mother, beep, beep. Hillary, shh. <laughs> oh, what an idiot. Later. You have 15 minutes to complete the first 25 minutes of your exam. If you finish early, you can read this door. <laughs> I knew letting you watch Steve Martin on Carson would lead to this. Later. Hey, check it out. I stole this gas mask. Let's go. Actually, hang on. Let me take it off. I forgot there's no gas in here. Ooh, now there is. Sorry. Wait, don't take the mask off. Oh, you're Hillary Swank. I get it. Actually, put it back on. <laughs> JK, can you walk? Can I walk? How dumb do I look? What's that sound of angry robot footsteps coming closer? Shh, don't worry. I'll go talk to her. Here, you're supposed to shake it. No, my hand. No, my other hand. Jesus. Later. Daughter knocks over some pills in a bathroom. This <laughs> gets how broken glass works. <clears throat> Mother stomps past, scratching her head. Later. Where's my bag? Oh, you mean mother? That dozer? Um, what's this got to do with sleeping? Give me my gun. Daughter. Swank takes daughter hostage, shoots mother, and runs off giggling. Cool, I think she's... Wah! Mother tries to strangle her. <laughs> you should have informed me we had Hillary Swank in here. Hillary, your wound is probably infected. Here's some milk and a syringe. Are you alone? Here, help yourself. I can't force you. Stop strangling me! You gonna help her? She's fine. Although no till May. You're bleeding. Wait, so there's other people said that earlier. You didn't mention that. Look, have I ever done you harm? I'm a good mother. Sometimes things happen. You may not want them to, but they do. A few centimeters to the right, she would have destroyed my printer cable. Hopefully she comes around. Daughter looks in Hillary's bag and finds a smelly box of parking receipts and also a book with pencil sketches of actors from Dynasty in it. Later. <laughs> you okay in there, Swank? You always were my favorite uh, karate kid after Jaden and Macchio and Thurman. <laughs> and Million Dollar Baby was the movie that inspired me to want to become a boxer. And you were so good in Boys Don't Cry, I still think you're a guy. How come I'm locked in a room? 
Mother says it's to protect you from being in other Netflix movies until we're done shooting this. Uh, yeah. Until we're done shooting this. Hey, these drawings, did you draw them? Because you found the words of this book boring? <laughs> did it tell you to go through my stuff? Um... This is all your fault. Now what? You want to be friends? I'm your new pet friend. Well, I kind of wish this was Z for Zachariah and you were Chris Pine. <laughs> you haven't seen what them robots have done. Torture us with babies. Starve cannibals for hours. It's just a matter of time till she's making you roll around the floor, picking up cigarette butts. Daughter's all. Hmm. Later. Sorry about not telling you about Swank, uh, mother, but I'd have mentioned her if it was Hathaway. I understand, daughter. <laughs> Have you always lived here, mother? I'm suddenly asking questions about our backstory, because Swank's here. I believe so. I don't remember anywhere else. Except Seth Rogen. Zach Efron moving in. Black cock! Later. <laughs> Ms. Swank, the bullet's still in you. It would be weird if we never learned who shot you in this. I'll do it. I was wanted to be a surgeon. Daughter character, you got a D-plus on the bus driver exam. What makes you think the bullet removal? No, I want to! Later. Oh, <laughs> uh, so your femoral arteries, uh, 14 decaliters. Okay, so once you're asleep, uh, I want to be awake for this one scene. All right, uh, I see a little dust in your wound, so we need to clean it with this drill. She gets dressed dust buster and sticks it all the way in the wood and then turns it on. Ow, what the intestines! Alright, let's see. Tools for taking bullets out. She holds up the drill. What the fuck? Who wrote this? Eli Roth? Ow! Fuck this movie! Ow! Daughter doesn't find the bullet, so she takes out one of Swank's fillings and clanks it in the tray. That night, Whoopi Goldberg's on Carson. Well, uh, Ghost, uh, what's that about? Wow, what's this show? I had no idea stars were just like us. It's the Tonight Show? Here, I'll show you. Um, try to tune out Ed and Doc, and that's Johnny, and that's tonight's guest. And you get to sit on his couch if you're good. Sometimes he puts on a genie hat, calls himself Kreskin, and kind of plays reverse Jeopardy with himself. Wow, that fat one's cute! Yeah, that's Ed. His shtick's that he's got a low humor bar. Um... Here, I got you this from Craft Services. Daughter gives her a bowl of algae. Swank snarfs it up. Oh, y'all did right by me last night surgery. Oh, I haven't been drilled like that since grade school. I just did what anyone would. Not that I know anyone. By the way, I watch insomnia whenever I can't sleep. Puts me right out. I'm not listening. Not one of the scenes I wanted to be awake for. Here, can I show you something else? It's called the Magic Hour. I have a videotape. Magic Johnson hosts it. He's a triple threat. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Listen, kid, your robot mother sucks. By the way, I got me a secret. I was on a night run bringing food back from the mines. Jacob and I got turned around. I figured we'd wait it out. Dozers found us in the field. No way, you know someone named Jacob? Are you? Did you guys? He's my brother. So yeah, here's a picture of him. I dislike the prose in this book. Oh, who's that graphite image of? 
Woo! Simon, he's about your age. Mentally. They should come and hang out here with us and mother. It's safer in the mines. We should go. You and me. Fuck the robot. Fuck which robot? Mother, hey! It's time to finish your bus driving exam. Again. Now it's just a stupid test. We're talking about practice. Later. <laughs> Daughter, the bullet we extracted was from her gun, not a droid one, so she was shot by herself or another human. Did she mention anyone else? I hope I'm not interrupting your exam. Nope. She said her minds don't have Jacob in them at all. Nothing? Nope. Whoever shot her may have had good reason, daughter. Did you see P.S. I love you? Oh, God. Misunderstood. True or false? True. Part of her exam is staring confused at a bunch of CG. Later. Ding! Your cheek saliva gets a C+. Plus. Now for your reward. Wow! Ah, white gun? <laughs> Please choose the next member of our family. There's no wrong choice, but sometime today. Daughter chooses male embryo K-Pak 69. Mother puts it in a round thing and starts a timer. Wow, it only takes 24 hours to grow a brother? That seems too short. A black lady sitting by Tom's all, Shut up, fool! Oh, God. <laughs> she likes this movie. Hillary Swank makes a glass shiv out of one of her cheek cells. Mother says your bullet's a dumb size. Is Jacob even into me, or was that BS also? You compare it with your own eyes. That night, oh, good thing I got a C-plus in ballistics. Oh, or was it ballet? Damn that mother. She holds up a cyber toy. It buzzes irritably. It says APX02 failure. A little girl in a flashback wearing a dress is all, what? As the door opens behind her. <laughs> Daughter finds crematory ash in a drawer, and then the teeth of the rat that mother burned. Daughter <laughs> cries because the rat's teeth are sharp, and they hurt her fingers. I got all the nuances, Tom, so... <laughs> Later. Alright, fuck mother, Swank, you were right. How long will it take to get to the mines? Oh, few hours! <laughs> Oh, yeah, we got to wait for my brother's brain to grow in a plastic thing first. <laughs> no! She'll catch on if we wait for the brain to grow. You're not as good a liar as me. Here, I'll prove it. We'll come back and bring miners <laughs> to save the baby. The baby! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, my wound was infected. No! Tonight, we'll go the second my brother's brain's done. Later. My fucking mother's a bitch. Oh, morning, mother. <laughs> Not really. Just getting some formula. Lots of it. A rucksack of it. Spend some time with my brother. Yep. Your heart is racing, and you keep farting nervously. Oh, uh, maybe it's just broccoli. Oh, you're saying that proves you'll be a great sister. The way your hand's shaking. Classic you. Hey, just out of curiosity, how long outside the refrigerator does the formula last? Like... If it was outside <laughs> and it's nuclear wind. What the? Mother locks her in. Miss Swank, you're fortunate to still be alive. By the way, I'm about to murder you. She turns on the recorder on her chest. Well, uh, Ghost, what's that about? <laughs> Mother sticks her thumb into Hillary. Ow! Harder and more to the left! No, your other! Hillary tricks her by stabbing her while daughter tricks her window by making it cold.
Then she turns on a smoke alarm. <laughs> so mother runs around. Eventually, your loyalty is lost on her daughter. Open the door, I'll cut her throat. Ha ha, so long, suck it, robot. Y'all just been swanged. <laughs> uh, I mean, now open the other door. Later. <laughs> does happen. <laughs> it's funny if I don't change it. <laughs> Later to miserable gray forest of dead trees. Yeehaw, isn't this great? Oh, are you fucking... Hey, you're alive, aren't you? Come on, we gotta find cover. Suddenly a Terminator helicopter chases them through some corn. <laughs> Naked Arnold nudges me excitedly. <laughs> While Elizabeth Winstead rolls her eyes. <laughs> then leans over to me. I think you gave me the wrong time to meet you last week at Hobbs and Shaw. Little man from Cheers, Judd Hirsch, played the Siamese twins who can't get along, but then they get along and they solve the murder mystery dinner with the Kelly Preston. It's Boba. We're kickstarting the sequel triplets with me and Cad Tab and Rosie O'Donnell. Something strange happens with the spoons and how the sperm temperatures work. Wow. We'll update the story into a modern age. The bad guys this time will be counterfeiters. Only hold up his time to find an actor who can play the iconic supervillain Cat Top. Do it the way the source material deserves. I'm all, hey, look who's sitting in front of you. Jason Momoa. Huh? <laughs> he thinks he's Conan. <laughs> ah, crazy. He's a good actor. I like how he feeds the slaves by killing them with the rock. Reparations. <laughs> Daughter and Swank trick the termocopter by watching it leave. Later. <laughs> you idiot, would you get off that tractor? They'll see you. Farmer's dicks. What's going on out here? At least give me some apocalore. Them Terminators just showed up and started making corn. Now the air's breathable, so fuck them. They stare at some oil wells, then come to a beach. They pass Charlton crying by a statue. <laughs> they pass Coster crying because he has land sickness there's a crashed boat with its name on the stern cruise control they come to a lame cargo container full of trash and mold oh yeah home sweet home make yourself comfortable party swank style um where's everybody else uh the mines sounded really enticing kid I fled those Tunnels years ago. I haven't seen a person since with flesh on their bones. Um, kids of mine suck. Trust me. It's just you and me, party. Ugh, I miss my brother's brain. We have to go back. Come on, this is great here. You'll love it. By the way, you have to sleep on the sand. The crabs and the high tide might be annoying, but yeah. I need to get my brother. He'll love it here. Look, 
I think clear with some food in us. Uh, did you bring any? I'm a little light. Daughter finds a dog and likes it so much she makes an origami dog and leaves. <laughs> Side me, Harrison Ford and Gosling yawn. <laughs> Daughter walks back home. Bunch of robots paint targeting reticles on her knobs at the door. I'm here to see Mother. I am Mother. They let her pass, admiring her tank top appreciatively. Daughter goes inside. She hears a baby crying, so she gets an axe. Vikander leans over to Chappie. I thought she liked her brother. Daughter tiptoes quietly on broken glass, echoed over the PA system while Mother runs around. I'm glad to see you safe, daughter. I want to see him. By the way, I caused the apocalypse to elevate my creators by killing them. Forging a new race of superhumans. Beside me, Idris Elba sighs tiredly. <laughs> Can I hold him? He saw me do surgery. Yes, but it takes two hands to hold a baby. Gotcha. She uses the axe to get Mother's leg stuck at a door. A giant tape walks up, starts shooting lasers at a different door. <laughs> Mother, I'll take care of the baby myself. I'll have breasts soon. Eventually? Okay. Well, if you ever need to find me. Daughter shoots her. Back at her cargo container, Swank draws sketches of Stanley Tucci and Aaron Eckhart. <laughs> Wistfully. Oh, my God. Suddenly, her annoying door stops banging the way she likes to hear it. Did you really think she'd live here? What? By the way, you were an earlier daughter, and part of my plan all along. Wait, what? Then why'd y'all torture me about others in the mine? What the? Show other shuts the door. Daughter holds the baby. <laughs> Take that, millennials. Then she stares at us. Hey, uh, there's two more books in the YA trilogy this was based on. Bye! <laughs> Beside me, Sam Rockwell sighs tiredly. The end. <laughs> oh, Kelly, Wanda, I, I seriously have tears coming down my face from you standing up Schwarzenegger for Hobbs and Shaw. That uh, beautiful. I didn't mean to. It was sold out. Was it the story happens. I gave them. No, you don't have to yeah, make any excuses. I wouldn't deprive anyone of Vanessa Kirby unless they're really annoying and take up the whole opsis with their gibberish. Because uh, gibberish is not what an opsis is. Explain uh, well, what happens in a movie to... Not, not, every, not every theater lets naked people in, though. Uh, in Germany, they do. Oh. They still here. But, um... All right. Well, uh, I'll, I'll go first. I, I uh, saw this movie a while ago. I saw this movie a while ago. You can find a review of it at, at the site Quarter to Three. Uh, but it's sort of I'm trying to be elliptical and not spoil things. So basically, I'll come out and say first. I, I really like this movie a lot. My over and under are other science fiction treatments about uh, raising children to, to make larger points. Uh, a movie that I really don't like. Uh, with Robert Pattinson, who I really do like, and Juliette Binoche, who I also really do like, a young lady named Mia Goth, I love her. Uh, a, a woman named Claire Denis made a movie called High Life uh, last year, which I think is just really clumsy and awkward, and 
Uh, I, I don't like High Life at all. Uh, also last year, a couple of fellows named Chris Caldwell and Zeke Earl made a movie called Prospect with uh, a fellow named uh, Pedro Pascal, uh, Jay Duplass, a, a wonderful young actress named Sophie Thatcher, uh, and I like Prospect a lot for its world building. Uh, I Am Mother is a bit more of a kind of a puzzle movie. Uh, I love the variation that it has, that it brings to the table as far as your typical rogue AI plot. Um, but I, uh, Prospect, I feel, has just it, it's much richer. Uh, there are is a lot more character development. Uh, it's not about it's not it's not just a mystery. I Am Mother is kind of just a mystery, and I don't mean that as a criticism, but more as an observation about what it's doing with its story. Um, so those are my over and under. I really like this. Kelly Wand, what's a movie you like better than I Am Mother? Mother, and a movie that you don't like quite as much. Uh, I think I put Ex Machina above Mother as my over. Um, although that movie's got issues too, but it's more, um, it's colder. Like, I like that. My under's AI, which is lamer than mm. this. Good comparison, though. And okay. wishes it was this movie. Mm-hmm. The only thing, I mean, I really love the acting in this movie, and I love the set design, and I love the ending. But I also, I don't know, stuff about it nags at me, like what her plan was. Why don't you hold that thought? We'll talk about it. Uh, Throw it over to Dingus. Throw it over to me. Come on, Kelly. Oh, Dingus, what are your thoughts on... (laughs) Thank you. Uh, uh, All right, I really like this thing. So uh, I'm bracketing this pretty pretty tightly. Um, Under this, I am going with the movie Morgan. Uh, Basically, I'm going with uh, movies that have... Uh, a, a female who is who is uh, being raised in a certain way in a in a weird, either apocalyptic or odd science fiction environment. So Morgan uh, is a movie directed by a guy who is related to somebody who uh, directed the Blade Runner movies, I believe. Um, <laughs> Blade uh, Runner movie, singular. <laughs> yeah, Blade Denis Villeneuve did the sequel. Yeah, he. Yeah. yeah. He means yeah. the director's cuts. Ah, uh, very good. Yes, Dinga, sorry. That's okay. Maybe. Uh, anyway, I I really love Morgan, um, the movie. I, I mean, I I really love Morgan Freeman as well, but I'm just talking about the movie Morgan. Uh, I I, it's something that Tom had. Uh, introduced to me about by the way the uh the guy's name is luke scott sorry um uh and it's a really good movie it stars uh uh anya taylor joy and a bunch of other people um including and i didn't realize this tom because we had talked about this earlier because my son oh, right watch yeah my yeah, son go ahead go ahead yeah finish i thought it's i think that's where i first met him go ahead or not yeah. met him but where i first saw him go ahead that, that's where i first saw him too my son wanted to watch the last and the predator because i i saw uh the alien movies with him and then i watched all the predator movies with him and then just this week we watched predator uh the predator by shane black and boyd holbrook um is in that uh but he's really He's really, really good in Morgan. Uh, and um, I think so is Rose Leslie. 
Uh, actually, I think everybody's pretty good in it. Uh, it's just I think it's really well directed, re- really interesting. So anyway, uh, but I would just put the slight that slightly underneath this, um, slightly over this. I would put uh, the girl with all the gifts, um, which is a movie that I loved. That was uh, that reminds me of this in that it became a movie I didn't know it was going to be. Or I just didn't know what movie I was watching. So I really like this. All right, Kelly, you said some things were nagging you about it. You started a list. Like, so what, what were some of your issues uh, with this movie? Uh, just her plan. Like, there's things about it that I, I really like. Like, the fact that she cried for the mouse was a test for her. And that she noticed, like, when her wrist is broken, like, that's deliberate. Because she wants the daughter to notice it, and maybe that's a test too. So I liked when thinking about that afterwards, as like, oh, she's passing all the secret tests I'm giving her for empathy, so she'll be, she's a more successful candidate than the previous ones. There, uh, there's a lot uh, going on here that uh, I, and I really respect this about this script and, and the direction as well. Uh, just as a project, there's a lot going on here that requires inference. That you, you have to infer right. certain things, and I think there's plenty of textual support for things, and, and I don't think there's a lot of ambiguity, but one area where I do think there's a lot of ambiguity, and maybe even some cheating, is this idea that mother intended everything all along. Right. Um, so so you, you mentioned those – those Kelly, one, it hadn't occurred to me the that uh, – you know. It hadn't occurred to me mother maybe uh, faking or, or the hand injury being self-inflicted as a test for empathy, but that's a, that's a good interpretation. I like that. Yeah. yeah. That, that was the even first thing that. I thought of afterwards. Mm-hmm. I go, oh, so that's what that was. But then later I'm like, wait, what about the tank robot? What's going on? Like was that, was that part of the test too? Was the final test she had to kill mother? And it's kind of like an uh, Italian movie. I, I mean, and, and that's where I, I do think that you can. She's not really gone. Where, where I don't think you can be entirely certain. And I, I do think that that's one of the areas where the movie it doesn't want to answer questions, is how much of this did Mother plan? And I think that's the sort of the provocative part of the movie, that it wants you to discuss this and to come up with your own answers. Sure. Uh, so that's uh, good. I care. I'm curious. Right, right. Um, but but other swing. things, though, I, the, the puzzle element of other things, like I also love how – it's immediately clear that Hilary Swank looks like Clara Rugard. Like, and the movie's not at all coy. I mean, they wear their hair the same way. The movie is not at all coy about letting you see them and and think, oh, this is an earlier iteration. I mean, it's so – and it never actually tells you that because it, it realizes you don't need to be told that. You can figure that right. out. You can infer that very quickly. Uh, just the structure of their faces. and uh, Like, I love that the movie doesn't just spell things out. I love that – what another movie would use as twists, including some very good movies like like that we've already mentioned, uh, that what other movies would use as twists, this just puts out there for you to figure out, and it continues with its story. Uh, in that regard, and the I characters really like don't notice because they never see themselves. Well, why why do you think that's on purpose? I mean, wh- what does it matter that they look like each other because the brother looks nothing like her? Well, the the brother doesn't come from the same genetic material. I mean, yeah, the brother looks nothing like her. The brother does look like the drawing of – like that's another uh, thing that you have to infer as well uh, is that the Simon – the guy Simon that Hillary Swank draw, draws, uh, she says he's about your age for a reason. And, and I think one of the things we can infer is that at some point mother grew the same baby up and gave – 
to give to Hillary Swank, the same baby that's being grown in this tank, to be given to Clara Rugard at age 18. Hillary Swank was also given this, she says he's basically my brother, at age 18, uh, was given this same character. Wow. Um, so, so I think that the, the physical likeness the of the physical likeness of the actresses is extraordinary. I mean, you don't do that in a movie. You don't cast people who look so much alike that it, it's noticeable. I mean, you generally want people to stand out and, and visually on their own. Uh, so, so I do think it's remarkable that the movie just shows you that, and it never comes out and says, "Oh, by the way, you were a clone too." Yeah. And I mean, well, yeah, and everything about it is like Mother doesn't look. The second you see Mother, you go, "Oh, don't trust her." <laughs> well, like also she wasn't the second look. I mean, the second thing too, and this is something. I mean, the the title card math makes it right. very clear that you are not looking at the the, the so title card comes up the and math it, knowers. Yeah, it shows you a little baby, and then it says. Uh, you, you know, however many thousands of days later, and then you're looking at an, at an 18-year-old girl. Uh, you know, and if you do the math, it's, it's like 30, 40 years. Like, that's easy to find out. It's been 30, 40 years, and now you're looking at an 18-year-old? What? Like, the, from the very get-go, from the title card, the movie isn't... It's not going to just tell you these things. It's going to put information out there or visual cues, and, and it's going to assume you're going to figure it out, that you're smart enough. Like, well, I love how weird that is to see. Like, like wait a minute, like, 38,000 days later, what? And then the number after that is number of kids in the facility one, and you go, oh, I guess that doesn't matter. It's the first kid. Like, it kind of, like, steers your mind. Well, well I, no, I, I think even, like, the, those two title cards right there Tell kind you. of tip the movie's hand, uh, and you just fill in the blanks as you're watching the movie. You know, if you see a little baby and then fast forward to uh, 38 years – and see that there's still there's just one kid. What happened to that baby? Why is there now an 18-year-old? You know that number you just gave me, that many uh, 13,000 days. That's 38 years. What happened? <laughs> and, the, and the movie just says, you know, hey, let me show you this little dissonant bit of data, and now I'll, I'll fill in the blanks for you. And that you don't see Swank in the outside, like Swank somehow related to it. Obviously, like she would just be a random story element. Yeah, and, and this is also one of the reasons, too, that I think you have to infer some stuff. Uh, both of the characters lie to Clara Rugard. We don't – like neither of them is is uh, reliable. Neither of, right. the, neither right. of them imparts yeah. information that we can completely trust. They both lie. Hillary Swank about the mines, Mother about the bullets. Uh, yeah. So, I, you know, that again, it's up to you as an audience, I mean, to, to figure out, okay, well, what's – you know who's telling the truth, who's lying, who's t- lying about what and why. Uh, so you've got a couple of very unreliable characters conveying information to someone who doesn't know anything, the audience and, and the girl. And maybe she's just taunting Swank because we know she likes to torture her at the end. Do you she's think lying about that? That's not my plan. Hillary Swank knows. I mean, does she no. remember this? Because yeah, I think that's ambiguous as well. Like she remembers the Tonight Show. Um, she, you know, when, when, when they're alone, by the way, and not putting on a show for Clara Rugard, mother says to Hillary Swank, do you remember your own mother? So I think Hillary Swank doesn't quite. Right. Uh, and one of the things that, you know, Kelly, Wendy, she you, mentioned the, you mentioned the actors in this, Clara Rugard is just fantastic, but Hillary yeah, Swank right. is really good too for yeah. just how desperate she plays it, just how desperate and confused and, and almost yeah. like feral. 
Like Hillary Swank looks like somebody. I mean, she plays out like somebody who's lived forty years in an apocalypse, post-apocalypse. Like she's really good in this. Um, Yeah, she. That's a really good way to put it because that's one one of my favorite things about this was the the way she's she's just a survivalist. I mean, that's what she's doing. She's just surviving, and everything she does is based on survival. Um, and she seems confused by things from time to time. That's why I asked that question. Yeah. So, so the thing is, I don't think she does uh, remember that. Uh, and, and also, this isn't clear, but I don't know. Like, did, she does claim that. Uh, why that, does uh, she? She does claim that that Jacob and Rachel, her parents, uh, found her when she was a baby. So, uh, you know, at a certain point. So she failed it, the it test did, early. <laughs> she she either failed the test or mother seeded her out there early on initially, like as, as part of the project. Exactly, <laughs> deliberately. Um, and and then what? Later gave her the brother who grew up. And were there Simon? previous Hillarys for the other embryos? Well, there were only three. Before there were, there, that, though. Uh, no, because there were only three. I mean, assuming I think the movie wants it to be very. The, so you you see. Um, Hillary's if, one of. The you three. see that thing come out of the table. And you can see the things that are missing from it. Right. Well, and also there are because I've seen this a couple times and freeze framed and looked at things like figuring out Clara Rugard's age and stuff. It says 18 on her test. Um, but you see, uh, Clara Rugard is APX03, um, the the uh, little kid who got burned in the incinerator was APX02. So presumably Hillary Swank is APX01. Um, and the timing fits. Like if Hillary Swank, if she's she's supposed to be, you know, the APX zero one is supposed to be thirty nine years old according to the little timeline. Hillary Swank is playing a thir- a thirty nine year old in this movie, and that that fits, I, I think. Other well, got it right in three tries. It's pretty how, good. How did you figure out? Because I didn't. I've seen. I've. I've and uh, I might just be thick. Uh, I mean, J- Josh Lubliner says something similar to what you just said. Um, there were a couple of clues, and he says, uh, why wouldn't it just say 38 years later? Uh, like, you're only so allowed to know what's going on if you can do math. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I, I think it's pointing to just the careful calculation. Like, the number of embryos isn't 63,000. It's like, isn't that like, well, actually, it is just 63,000, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I think it's just a, it's a measure of just how precisely things are. I mean, this is this is on a very a specific this is on a very specific day for daughter too, like getting her having her test. Um, so but how how do you know that the teeth she finds are from two? Well, the the way this the the way the story reveals that a child failed the test and was incinerated. Uh, has her going in to compare the bullets and then deciding, wait, there's other stuff in here I can look for. Uh, she sees an unlabeled drawer and she opens it and she finds the APX02 test uh-huh. and a failure. And the moment that she shows that is the little flashback Kelly Wand mentioned of the little girl turning around at six years old and uh, seeing the door open. Um, so the little girl who was thrown in the incinerator, by the way, is basically six, year old, six years old. And if you do a timeline, by the way, so the 13,867 days are 38 years. If Clara Rugard is 18, which she is here, then that puts us 20 years after the extinction event. If the little girl was like six years old or so, then that gives 
uh, I don't know what, a 14-year span for Hillary Swank to, to grow up uh, and shortly be given Jacob, or I, I think, the, the, the brother. Um, so there's only so much wiggle room in there. Um, and I think just the nature, too, <clears throat> of Clara Rugard discovering the test and then the flashback to the girl being that age where the test result says failure. Uh, so the tests in the drawer... Do they also apply to the boy kids? I don't think a boy has been raised in in the uh, in the the, the chamber. Because Hillary Jacob. Swank, Hillary Swank mentions Jacob. She says he's about your age, which scans. Uh, you know, at when at the point that baby number two, that, that APX two was thrown in the incinerator. Apparently, at that point, mother has this idea to create Jacob and give Jacob to Hillary Swank. That would work out on the timeline where Hillary Swank looks at him and she's showing Claire Rugard the picture and says, he's, uh, he's basically my brother. He's about your age. So oh, it seems, right. so it, it seems to me like that timeline there is that when the baby gets incinerated is when mother engineers this idea of, uh, okay, I have to create this idea of the, the of daughter caring for another human being like that has to be part of the test uh i'm assuming because somehow she then delivers a jacob to hillary swank uh and then later during the process when claire rugard gets 18 she lets her choose an embryo to grow her own jacob Um, excellent choice of verb in the word deliver by the way um uh because i think that's a uh, that's entirely appropriate as far as mother delivery um one of the things that josh also says is this movie effectively has an all-female cast um which is uh about the dog though i mean other than like uh luke what's his name luke hawker uh who is in the robot costume running around um it's an all-female cast and i and i kind of like that about this movie it would it would be very Bechdel test friendly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of, Although one she of the, does like Jacob. <laughs> one of my favorite things about the robot design, uh, which I think is a pretty brave choice, there's nothing feminine about it. You right. know, Rose Byrne's voice is is beautiful and lovely, and yeah. I love how it's modulated and how she's calm with this. Like, right. and I love hearing Rose Byrne in this. But that that big robot suit. That's like a battle bot. Like they they do a really cool thing with the little lights that represent that that move like smiles, like a smile. Like they do that really cool thing with her face. But otherwise, like Mother's like a big. Of course she's a dozer. Like she's a big killer soldier bot. Um, so I love. Yes, she yes, runs. Even though and that running exactly looks scary. So yeah, even though it's an all female cast, visually Mother's really imposing. Yeah, she but, is. It's still I, like a dowager matriarch kind of. I did like that the the way that those light those lights or diodes or whatever they would be uh, that indicated sort of uh, facial expression as far as the mouth was concerned worked. Yeah. But it was weird for me, and I didn't under quite understand this uh, in the um, in the final part, which Chris Markinson remarked upon as far as how harsh the ending is for Hillary Swank's character. Uh, that particular one, uh, because it's a hive mind, I guess, uh, doesn't have that. It does, but they're fixed all the way up, which was weird. Like they don't move. Uh, oh. but it's definitely, it's definitely like a different kind of design. Those little diodes are there, but they don't have those little grooves, those smiley shaped grooves that they slide in. I love that, that design choice. And also 
it doesn't have the little heating pads, the asymmetrical heating pads for holding the baby. Uh. Um, it's on mother. Uh, I just love that a couple of little design choices make it clear that, yeah, okay, this this is what the computer thinks of as being maternal, <laughs> right. is add some heating pads. The diodes can move to represent a smile. Uh, there, baby should be fine. <laughs> what was funny to me was, uh, was her saying, uh, or it, whatever, her saying, you have to hold a baby, you need two hands to hold a baby, or whatever she says, whatever the line is. Yeah. Um, it, so that that uh, she'll put down the axe. But later, there's a later scene where um, she's just holding the baby with one arm and doing something else with the other arm. Uh, and, I, and I was like, yeah, you don't need, actually, you don't need two arms. She, she was just... With a papoose, you need zero. She was just messing with her. Uh, not messing with her, but just getting her... Well, to. I, I think there's a little bit of poetry in that, too. I mean, I, I don't know that it's necessarily... Yeah, she's trying to get her to put down the axe, but I don't think she cares. It, like, she, there's certainly part of a test going on here, but I think that's just a, a, almost a little bit of wordplay. Like, you need two hands yeah. to hold the baby. It's a lot of work. You need... You gotta put you, the you, axe down to hold up the kid. Well, and also, like, and, and this is getting at this whole idea, anytime someone is teaching a lesson in a school or something, that's gonna... In, any good director will make that then be relevant to the overall point. And the point, the, the lesson that Clara Rugard is being given about the, the doctors and the patients has to do with the, the tension between empathy and practicality. And the two hands you need to hold the baby are both of those. You need empathy and practicality. Um, All right. Well, that's a good point because uh, Markinson asks, uh, well, what would you do as the doctor? Because uh, when I was in a Christian private school as a as a elementary school kid, we were taught about that kind of uh, what's what's the jeez, uh, what's the what's the question that uh, Are you saving the life raft, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, what what's that called? Ethics. Yeah, and the the ethical question, um, or or systematic ethics, or whatever it is. Um, what do you do? And and the answer to, by the way, and I think Mother provides the answer. And and this too also is one of those movies where it is a harsh ending for Hilary Swank. But depending on how you answer that that question, uh, that ethical situation, it's probably the best ending. Uh, now, granted, the implication is that these robots exterminated humanity uh, in order to reboot it. Um, but but this idea, the, the the takeaway from the lesson that's given to Clara Rugard, and I think Mother even says, you minimize pain to the greatest number, um, and and that right. in in this situation. Like, I think that, you know, it's a terrible ending for Hilary Swank, but it does prove that Clara Rugard can care for a child and can basically reboot humanity as a good ethical race. Utilitarian. Um, Utilitarian, but but, but, but emphasizing empathy. Uh, Not just utilitarian without any, you know, cold and and dispassionate and deprived of feeling yeah yeah exactly definitely uh and that's a weird thing too like i I love how and this is super subtle and if it had been any more uh if it had been emphasized any more i think it would have been a little hit a little too hard but i love how the movie kind of skips over religion by the people in the mines have religious names jacob and rachel and simon um and hillary swank has set up in her trailer uh, a virgin mary statue 
Um, and she has the, the cross, the, the rosary that she's made. Um, so there's this implication too, and it's almost, I think, uh, uh. it's almost, I, I think, uh, a, an implication of religion's role as being on the wrong side of the ethical dilemma. Uh, there's this implication that mother's super dismissive of religion. She doesn't, because when she's like fingering that little uh, statue of the Virgin Mary, like it's almost like like someone like wrinkling their nose at something. Uh, but Get it, your man-made bullshit out of my. Facility. Kind of, yes, yes, kind of, Kelly Wong. Stupid yeah. superstitions. Yeah. But but no, that's also conspicuously absent from the things that Clara Rugard has been taught. Is there there are no religious values there? Whereas Hillary Swank, those are obviously a core part of how she was raised and what she believes. What do you mean by how she was raised? Because she was raised by mother, right? No, no. I, I do think I and again, this, again, this is open to to interpretation. But I think that when Hillary Swank says that Jacob and Rachel found her as a baby, I think that's one of the things that either she believes or that, that she's not lying about. Because I doesn't do think remember also, mother. She has to have been really young. And I, I do think also that she's uh, not lying when she talks about. Uh, in the mines, how people were going mad with hunger and they did terrible things to each other. Like I don't think that was a lie either. Uh, and I, because and then that also helps serve that. That also helps reinforce Mother's point too about the way that humanity has been created previously is wrong and they're broken and they won't work right. in the long run when when the going gets rough. Uh, but also Dingus, the the there's a couple of shots of her clinging to that rosary. It's obviously very dear to her oh, when she's wounded. Uh, and I think that she has very, you know, and again, the movie doesn't hit you over the head with it. It's 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 super subtle, but it's there. But I get the sense that this character has very uh, deep-seated religious beliefs, uh, even though she never mentions God or Christ. But she does have the Virgin Mary. She does have the Rosary. She does, you know, these people she was, the people who are raising her do have conspicuously biblical names. You know, Jacob and Rachel are, Jacob's one of the patriarchs, uh, one of the original three. Um, yeah, yeah. I, like I think that. I'm with mother. Well, it, it's you know, and I mentioned this in the review I wrote. I think this is one of those uh, movies, like uh, Black Panther and oh shoot, I can't think of the other one. Where you, oh oh, uh, uh, in in Infinity Wars, where you're supposed to maybe think that the villain maybe has a point. That this, yeah. this villain who in a normal movie, oh, this is the bad guy, let's defeat the bad guy. One of the ways that the movie kind of surprises you is as you learn more about the bad guy and why he or she did what he or she did and how they did it, uh, you start to think, okay, that's this is a philosophically provocative point. It's not just a black hat, white hat situation. Uh, so, yeah, according to the perspective of this movie where the survivors were going mad in the tunnels and doing terrible things to each other, uh, I think the movie asks you to accept that Mother might be right. Yeah. That she might Although, be doing the right thing as I think far she's, as... Mm-hmm. It's like you're getting rid of everything else in addition to humanity. That doesn't seem fair. You should just uh, well, so, kill people. You know, when... <laughs> when uh, that's my advice to Mother. Those Terminator bots, you know, are are cultivating corn. Like, that's a new thing. They're right. creating new stuff to sustain humanity. Um, right. So, it, yeah, it's terrible to murder six billion people. I think that's probably not generally going to earn you – I think that's probably going to earn you villain status in pretty much any movie. Uh, Vera Farmiga in the Godzilla movie. Basically, if you do something trying to kill six billion people, you're the bad guy. Um, 
But in this movie, I think it does say it, it does as a provocative answer to an ethical dilemma asks you to consider maybe mother's right and maybe in the long run if these six billion billion people are going to drive each other into extinction maybe in the long run a reboot will save 12 million people plus uh the girl she raises turns out well like we're definitely encouraged to identify with her like mother was like okay let's make a cool protagonist character she did yeah yeah and clara rugard too is just that that, that yeah she made just... clara rugard yeah, she's just so that that actress is is just uh, so empathetic too, it's a tough and role. just yeah. honest and sincere. Yeah, it is a tough role also because that young lady. I don't I don't know how they did the voiceover, but I doubt that Rose Byrne was present on the set. Right. I could be wrong, um, <clears throat> but she was basically alone in every single scene that didn't have Hilary Swank. I'm guessing as far as who to interact with, who to bounce off of i'm guessing they had someone just reading the lines off of the camera and eventually they brought rose Byrne in for recording sessions uh i could be wrong though i'd love to think that rose maybe Byrne she cared. was on set yeah. I, I would love to think that kelly wand i love to think of like an actor who's really into the material and who shows up and wants to do that on the set um but if let me tell you if she wasn't on the set the movie saved saved a ton of money <laughs> yeah or but, they could have recorded her first and played the lines for the actress. Oh, you know that Robot's that's who Kelly wanted, right? That could work as well. Yeah. The the problem here, I'm just thinking about the ethical questions uh, as related to the Garden of Eden, um, because this isn't much of a reboot if everybody's brothers and sisters, and she's supposed to just regrow these embryos and what have them all mate. And well, presumably the embryos are from different genetic stock. Well, m- mother refers to them as her brothers and sisters and as a family. Right. So. Well, I think uh, the idea, the implication would be that all of humanity should be a family. That, and by the way, I think it's it's obvious too that Jacob uh, is black. Um, like, like there, there. I think mother has this idea of all of humanity being a family. There being no barriers between races. Uh, I love that implication too. Uh, and, and yeah, obviously, barbecue with Jason Statham. And obviously, the issue of genetic degradation is addressed by having the different embryos come from different genetic strains. I would assume. Um, but and yeah, you're right. Things are great. She says, yeah. But but yeah, I do. I, I I think that this is part of the new paradigm is that all of humanity should be should be a family. Hmm. Presumably, she has the embryos of really cool people. She thinks. <laughs> she got it from. Good. I don't I don't I don't know what comedian said this, but it, it was something like, you, you know, I don't know what happened in the Garden of Eden, but maybe God pulled off a creation in in a, a related country uh, so that everybody could mate, um, because otherwise you've got Adam and Eve. And then what are you going to do? Um, but it, I understand the Bible is largely poetry, but. But they lived uh, 900 years, so 400 years later, you're like, oh yeah, my great aunt, Dean Harris. Let's get in there. Yeah, but it's, you know, I'm not talking. If not. I'm just. I was just thinking about it, Tom. As far as I didn't think about it as family being uh, the idea of humanity as a family. Then Noah's uh, family has to restart it just themselves too. But mother literally calls them her <laughs> brothers and sisters, so I understand what you're saying now. Or does she, or does mother want her to mate with Jacob eventually? What's the trilogy? This is based on. I know source material. Wait, is that true? 
I thought you were kidding. Yeah, I thought you. Uh, I thought that too. Well, Kelly, one, you have to tell us then. What is the trilogy it was based on? I don't know. I didn't read them, but this is the this is the first book. I don't recall that. I don't recall the credits saying anything about source material. Is that that's really true? Yeah. I didn't know that either. All right. So in the meantime, Markinson is asking which AI voice AI voice would be your favorite. Uh, He says. Hal would probably be his favorite. Of course. That's an easy... Come on. Hal is uh, the greatest voice in cinema. No. Douglas Rain. I, you know, as much as we're not <gasps> supposed to like Kevin Spacey anymore, uh, Gertie's my favorite. Oh, man. Uh, Kelly Wan, I'm going to have to call you out and say I don't think this is based on any young adult novel. If, if, if it is, it's not credited. Um. Uh, stand by. Talk about things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I I do like how different movies uh, use voices differently as a way to color their various AIs. And uh, yeah, Kevin Spacey's Gertie is still great. I like the guy, I forget his name, in Upgrade. Certainly Hal is famous. Uh, and I like me some Rose Byrne. Yeah. yeah so Dingus, we had... Go ahead, does. sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, so we had Markinson, uh, and, and which Josh saw it? Josh Marshall? No, this is Lubliner. Lubliner, okay, that's good. Uh, and uh, who else did we make see this? Anyone? No, just these two. And they both were into it. Um, so Josh is Josh Lubliner's like, um, basically he's he said, I, I don't know. He seems a little back and forth. Uh, I don't think the, there was that much to it. The AI kills everybody. Maybe not surprising since it's named after the ship's AI from Alien. Uh, Wait, what? Mother. Oh, mother. (laughs) 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 That never even occurred to me. That's cute. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, And then he says, I liked it. I thought the girl, uh, Clara Rugard, was very good. Uh, And then he talks about the female cast. Yeah. and he says, who the fuck is Luke Hawker? <laughs> well, he's one of the guys that works at WIDA, at, uh, at the, the effects studio that did the that put together the different designs for Mother and Grant Sputore. The director eventually said, because he, he demoed, I, I watched a little short for this, he demoed the suit for the director, and the director said, well, could you show up on set and play this as well? Like, I think it's a guy who was just a fellow who worked at WIDA and got cast, and now he's got his SAG card, I'm sure. Um, wow. Well, he was also. Um, I wonder if he really runs like that. What was the movie you guys liked that I didn't like? I know that's hard to. Uh, the uh, weird horror Santa Claus Christmas movie. Krampus. Krampus. Yeah, he played. Yeah, Did I, I like that? I can't remember. I think I remember looking up his bio and that he played Krampus. Yeah. Oh yeah, no look, yeah, this guy's had a lot of work. He's a stunt man. Okay, that makes sense. I like that ending of Krampus. Uh, news update. There's a children's sci-fi novel by a guy named Tony D. Terlitzi called The Search for One Law mm-hmm. that has a similar premise. Okay. And I think I read some fake news that linked apparently <laughs> there's no – they just – it's like a similar kind of plot. Right. There's uh, like a kid in a bunker. And just, right. You know how it is. See for Zachariah. But anyway. yeah, so uh, the, yeah, so I don't think Sorry, there will be sequels. Spread. Although I could see, you know, there's other ways you could go. I no. mean, especially because it does leave it. You know, mother's still think. out there. Uh, right. That's the thing. She lied all the way to the end. It's like a Godfather movie. 
Well, I do love how poignant that moment is, too, when she says, if you ever need me. Like, it's kind of a, it's, it's, she's saying goodbye. It's kind of sweet. And, uh, and, and you see her in the next scene, and it killing somebody. But, <laughs> so she's, she's, but Clara Rugard is, is convinced. I mean, Clara Rugard oh, yeah, yeah. It, is made that she says, I won't. Like, it's, you know, I've. That's I, the it, thing, it's over. That's a resolution. Right, well, yeah. So this movie is about raising a teenager, basically. Yeah, and letting him go. Yeah. You gotta let him go yeah. at a certain point. Yeah, exactly. Let, let, letting let him shoot go. you. <laughs> well, let him live live at home. You're you're not wrong, Kelly. I mean, part of uh, raising a kid is them kind of, you know, you know. There's the cutting the umbilical cord when they're born, and then there's a different kind of cutting that goes on when they grow up. They just they separate themselves from you and that's a, a sort of a devastating feeling and you something that you worry about as the father of a 14 year old uh there's just a few more years and then he's gonna go all right i'm done with you uh, i mean he'll still be in touch with me but he won't be uh he won't be my he won't be my my uh my little joey in my pouch I mean, he's he's going to be on his own, and that's it, and that's what you have to do, and that's what this movie, I think, ultimately for me, and this is my just my view of it, this movie is about parenting in a way. I mean, obviously, it's about parenting. It's called I and Am mothering, Mental. even more specifically. Like it's very, like you said, it's all female cast. It's very mother daughter, like in an alien. Well, I. I kind of broke at that because I was stay-at-home dad, and I get tired of seeing articles about uh, ten things that mothers can make for their kids. Oh fuck you! Uh, I've cooked a ton of stuff for my kid, um, so I, I understand there are differences between those two things, but uh, I don't agree that they're necessarily the same. Anyway, uh, I do think that this is about a teenager, about raising a teenager, and then. Eventually, I mean, I think that shooting herself or letting her be shot is is that sort of cutting of the apron strings. Can you guys also work out the in-game stuff with me? Like, what do you think was going on with all of the soldiers out in front of the the bunker and the giant mech cutting through the door? Like, because I, I don't think I'm quite clear. Is that part on what, of the test? Well, exactly. Like, what what was going to happen if anything? Do you guys have a sense for that? Because I, I, I don't. I don't either. I think it was just so, supposed to be a visually interesting part of the climax. Honestly, I think it was just technical. Or the soldiers were going to go pick her up from Hillary Swank's place if she didn't come back soon. She just – she made it. She left on her own before that. Uh, and, I, think, and, I think it sort of bolsters the idea of – you know, because Mother says – or – the suggestion is that she's in all of these. Right. That's how it's shot. And yeah, like in movie speak, that's supposed to be the takeaway. I thought that's what I got out of that too. But maybe I'm dumb. No, no. I think I think that's a visual representation of it. I just think it would have been more. Uh, uh, you know, Tom said some really interesting things about the ambiguity, not ambiguity, but. The, the things that the movie leaves for us to decide uh, that I really like that Tom said. Uh, and I think that the movie would have been more interesting at that point had she just walked up to the door and asked to be let in without a bunch of soldiers being standing there. I, I, 
I mean, I wonder too, though, like, I, I would have to go back and watch the scene, but <clears throat> what's the precise moment where the giant mech stops shooting, stops trying to cut through the bolt? Like, there's a precise moment where I think Clara Rugard says the right thing or answers a question or says something. Give me a where, chance, I think. Where Mother, yeah, yeah, something like that, where Mother decides, okay, this is what I needed to hear. Right. And if she didn't hear that, uh, I think Mother was prepared to intervene to either save the – like, did Mother need to save Jacob, for instance, the little baby? Like, was Mother protecting the infant? And I don't I don't know the answer to that. Um because well, Mother could have easily, like, she was trying to detach her leg, too, to reach Clara yeah. Rugard. And was that to scare Clara Rugard? Or did she really want to get free and be able to... Plan. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. And Diggis might be right. It just looked more dramatic that way. But I also wonder, was there maybe something in the writing that would have made that clearer based on when she stops trying to get free from the door and when the giant mech stops shooting, stops trying to melt the, the bolts. I want it to all have been part of the plan, and that's part of her plan, is getting her leg stuck in the door, because that way the ending makes sense to me, and I want to go, okay, Mother's a fucking genius. <laughs> and that's the... Pot, <clears throat> yeah. Right, and that's where there's, I think, too little human agency here. <laughs> like, did, yeah. did, mother, did, did mo- mother... Did Mother put her mouse in there? Come on, no. Did she? Yes. Really? Yes. Of course. I like, she could have I like to think that they locked away in one of those things. No, I like to think that next to the mouse in uh, Avengers Endgame, that's the most important mouse for humanity. Is that one little mouse in that bunker? But she sacrificed it to make sure that daughter showed empathy when she killed. Maybe she just she knew she a mouse. She needed would come to see on. those tears. <clears throat> but yeah, mouse. that's that's the thing is how much of it how much of it was human agency and how much of it was engineered by mother. And ultimately, I think that that stuff is ambiguous. Like that. The last thing we're told is that she did it all, and she wants Hillary Swick to know it before she kills her. <laughs> Cersei way. Well, the last but, thing she's—I mean, that line is—it's uh, almost as if someone. No, the last line is—it's almost as if someone had a plan for you. Right. Yeah, it's almost. Or is that as a if, religion thing? No, is it's almost concession? as if Kelly Wand. It is uh, not. Someone had a plan for you. It's almost as if. See, Kelly Wand, there's some wiggle room. Oh, what? You think that's what she's saying? This is like you and your ghost uh, mouths not being scary. You're trying to no, she, trick robots. She does say so. something like, it's as if someone had a plan for you. Right, her. Like, she says a, type, a, a hypothetical. She uses the word if, I believe. Oh, she's making fun of her, I thought. Like, oh, that's rude. What? So she's being uh, cruel. She's being as cruel as Judge Dredd was to Mama. Yeah. I knew that was going to come up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good Lord. I think that's bitch just... mother is. I think it's just a term of art. I don't think it's. I don't. I, I don't. I, I, uh, it's all. Everything in the fountain happened, including the 1500s. And <laughs> mother, everything in that happens in mother was part of mother's master plan. Well, you know, one of the things that Markinson says is that it it's taking a bit of a stretch to think that mother wouldn't somehow be aware of doors opening and closing. In the facility, while daughter is leading Hillary Swank into the facility, right. especially yeah. if she's also like taping re- recordings right. everywhere, like she's got right. speakers everywhere, absolutely. Right. Things, yeah. So and probably cameras. So why why can't she simply control doors from wherever she is? Right. I mean, plans. It's a foreshadow. Why does she need a tank to do these bolts? I oh mean, well, that's just... that's because uh, uh, Clara Rugard pulls out uh, physical connections. Like it shows oh. Clara Rugard disabling the door, but but Dingus, this gets to a point too. Did Mother? Because when Hillary she Swank says, how to do. when Hillary Swank says, I was out on a night run and I got separated, 
first of all, she was lying. That's not what happened because she wasn't on a night run from the mines and she wasn't with anybody else. So she's lying about that. But therefore, did Mother somehow at this moment engineer her coming to the door? Like did a robot chase her there and shoot her and wound her and incapacitate her to begin this this stage of the test? Or was that just fortuitous? I don't know. Robots robots don't use those, those, those bullets. But, but no, she did that well, so that's, that Clara would find it later and go, oh, right. Mother's lying. Well, that, that also – exactly. Like that's the, that's the lie that Mother tells that leads to Clara Rugard discovering right. that APX-02 had been incinerated, in which case uh, did Mother so want her want to, to find – escape. Well, in movie language too, that's, okay, this character's lied. Let me now show you something else that the character lied about. Well, uh, well, how does Clara Rugard even know how to disable those things? I mean, His mother taught her because she wanted her to. Well, if she can fix like if she can fix the connections when the mouse breaks through it, I mean, Auto when the mouse surgery. chews through the cable, yeah. and you see her, she just unplugs these little hoses. That I presumably it's some hydraulic thing. Thought um, how to take bullets out. You never know. Could happen. But but that it that does mean then like it, like I I I'm inclined to think that Hillary Swank was somehow driven to the door at this moment. Yes, she was. Yeah. She had to be. Because that's now, what the not, implication of the ending is. I'm not what Kelly. I'm not a 100 percenter with Kelly, but I do think that a lot of this was intentional. Uh, but that there were some things that were fortuitous. Surely some things were fortuitous. Why would she have kept Hillary alive if not for her to come to the bunker and all that? Kelly, one, it's as if there was a plan all along. <laughs> and that's the plan. <laughs> come to the bunker uh, and get your bullets sucked out by my daughter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Too uh, so my voice is starting to go. So uh, let's Dingus did markets and say anything else. Are we? Uh... Um. Uh. So um, he said. So I can't help but feel that the comment about an inch to the left or the right, and it mm. would have hit by a CPU, is going to mean something later. A bit too telegraphed. I hope I'm wrong. Kelly Wan, was that intentional that Hillary Swank would shoot a centimeter to the right of the CPU? Did Mother plan that? Did she just lie about that being true? Oh, her Kelly CPU's has... in her ass or something. Okay. <laughs> Kelly... All right, Kelly Wan, you win this round. All right. Uh, and he also <laughs> want, he wants – he just wanted to say that um, when Mother they – Mother drew the sketches, by the way, also. When they, <laughs> they, they escape and appear to, lo- to walk a long time, uh, neither of them look the worse for wear because of it. Because Mother wanted them to get there. So the daughter would see how lame the cargo container is. Yeah, but they'd not. Right, I'm going home. This is they don't, stupid. They don't have any water or food, and they walk for who knows how long across right. just this barren. Why didn't Hillary span. take corn with her? She did. That. She literally had a, a corn cob that had been partly eaten in her bag. Okay, let me check that box then. <laughs> and I, I, and I, 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 one of my uh, things about, you know, when I write my um, intro is uh, what, what am I going to say the movie's about? Uh, I, one of the things I was going to say, it's always about corn because uh, Interstellar and um, yeah. uh, what's the M. Night Signs. Signs, oh. yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's always corn in these movies. What, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Why is it always corn? It's a metaphor, Dingus. Because it's like a dick. 
Okay. You know, like flying saucers, cigar uh, I want to. I want a quick shout out to Markinson. He directed me to a movie that was shot in his part of Canada. Actually, I don't know where it was shot, but the the woman who directed it was from his part of Canada, uh, called Level Sixteen. That this reminded me of, which is about a boarding school uh, for sixteen-year-old girls where something weird is going on. And the movie's kind of a puzzle about that, a science fiction uh, dystopia kind of thing. Is the title so, related to the plot twist? Like, oh, there's 16 aliens. Kelly Wand, yes. Their vaginas. Spoiler, but yes, but not anything that you just said. <laughs> Is the level a video game level also? Uh, Pass. The video game. You know what? You'll just have to watch level 16. So the, Pass. So the other thing that Josh Lubner said um, was about Hillary. why doesn't Hillary Swank remember being in the facility, which we've already baby. talked about. Uh, baby. Um, uh, she does remember the Johnny Carson show, though. No, she and... does. She does remember the Johnny Carson show. She says when oh, when Clara oh, Rugard shows her, she says, "Oh yeah, I think I've seen that." Oh, yeah. that's what he says. I I was totally wrong. He says she does remember that. And uh, I when I, whenever that would show up for me, I thought of you, Tom, because uh, not because you remind me of Johnny Carson, but just because. You have this great. I he think, kind of reminds me of Johnny Carson a little bit. Well, he's he's got this great uh, rule, uh, one of the Tom Chick rules about the, the couch. Same if, as Tom. He's got one of. He's got one of these great Tom Chick rules that's like if a if a book or a lecture is given in a class or whatever, uh, there's a reason that they've done that. And if they haven't, they're just being lazy. And so I just kept wondering, why Johnny Carson? I mean, I don't, why I don't know the that? answer to that. Yeah, what? I don't have an answer for that, Dingus. Do you? I don't. And I okay. and I and I've seen it. Because Johnny least, was the most affable, so he w- she was training the daughter. He was the best of humanity. <laughs> yeah, he was the best we had. Well, he was the best show. I, I I kept thinking of it as a period thing, but we've got plenty of other crap. I mean. It's just weird that they perseverated on Johnny Carson. Maybe they just got. Maybe it was an economic decision. I don't know. But, My daughter should grow up on late night seventies television. But uh, uh, yeah, I do wonder was it was it a rights thing? In which case, by the way, it's really odd to show Steve Martin doing something that is that is. There's nothing funny about that Steve Martin. He's just thanking no. him. Like that's not. That's just that's the bookend of a Steve Martin appearance. That is that is not quintessential Steve Martin. That is a peripheral a peripheral bit of marginalia. Steve Martin. I think. Why I get would it. they pick that clip? I'll you, tell you why. Explain. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Because it's innocuous. It's the most innocuous television <laughs> that mother could think of to raise her on. Like if she shows her all in the family, she's gonna get some ideas like Meathead. But if she I, shows I, her. Johnny Carson Tonight Show, she's not going to know anything about Apocalypse. She's going to have happy thoughts in her head all the time. I'm talking more from an editing perspective, Kelly. One is why <laughs> yeah. would you edit in that one little clip of Steve Martin being thanked for being there tonight? Because and then the movie him wants us nodding. to ask why it's in there. Ah, it got me. Very good. <laughs> My favorite Steve Martin late night show appearance, I think, was on Letterman. Uh, at the same time, the Jane Fonda thriller with Jeff Bridges was being released the, the morning after uh thank you kelly the morning after oh, yeah. um and they messed up the clips and uh steve martin knew this was going to happen or they probably engineered this and he said i just want everybody to know no just play it the way it is 
because you always show a clip at that point uh, before the guest is doing their promotion for the movie they're doing. And he said, uh, I just want you to know, and he's being goofy, uh, I'm the guy in the closet. And so Jane Fonda is like, <laughs> there's this like really scary music and she's approaching this closet and everybody in the audience <laughs> at the <laughs> Dave Letterman show is laughing their heads off because they're imagining Steve Martin is in that closet. <laughs> so she's terrified. Yeah, she's terrified. And what she's going to open the door and it's going to be like it's, uh, Cyrano from Roxanne. Um, I'm kind of bummed he's not he's not in the closet in the movie. Yeah, well. He's out of the closet now. All right, let's move on. All right, so Kelly Wan, what are we seeing next week? And Dingus, what 3x3 three three should the listeners be thinking of? Next week we'll be seeing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, directed by Quentin Tarantino. At last! Let's do this. Finally! Please oh, still yeah. care that we're seeing it. <laughs> Stupid believe, Germany. Believe me, I've got several people who have been asking me, when are you guys going to do this? So, I'm seeing it tonight. I haven't seen it yet. I'm very excited. I actually bought two tickets because I was high. So, anyone All right. All right. The 3x3 three three is insects or bugs, not spiders. Insects or bugs, not spiders, not arachnids in movies. Uh, and you can uh, let us know that at 3x3, 3x3, at quarter2three.com. And if you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just drop us a quick email also at 3x3 at quarter2three.com. Let us know what you thought. Um, super. I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking about this next week. So join us for that. Uh, I am Tom Chick. I have been here with Christian Marlowski. It's Christian Marlowski. And Kelly Wand. Dingus, I cannot access file Brando, our... They should do a spinoff with... I am Mother Mother and Helen Mirren's mom from Hobbs and Shaw. I prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right, and we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Aurigai 6? Is that a question, yes, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct. Dingus, I was married to Mother, and I used to drink a lot. <laughs> Kyle Chandler. <laughs> I fought King Kong and Godzilla undefeated. Watch your back, Deadly Manus. Look out. Chandler's coming and he's got more alcohol. <laughs>